Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And now you can leave us five stars on Spotify as well. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. Now, let's get to our amazing show. Boom, 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 boom. First quarter, kick down the doors. Know what time it is. School. Check it. National televised game, Monday night affair in your home jerseys, playing against your arch rival in Soldier Field. The Vikings take care of their business. A much-needed win, 17-9. to Pat P., how did it feel? Played four quarters of football, made a bad team look like a bad team, man. You look like you had some fun out there. How did it feel being able to get that huge, much-needed win? Um, it was big, man. You know, like like we talked about last week, these last couple of games are huge for us. You know, it must it must win games for us. So, you know, we're attacking it in that manner. You know, yeah. attention to details. Uh, it's 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 a playoff game. You know what I mean? It's literally a, a four game, a four season playoff game week to week for us. Yep. You know what I mean, because at this point, if you lose, you you know you're gonna be be pretty much on the outside looking in. So. You know, for the most part, you know, if we can control and do the things that we need to do um, that's in front of us, you know, I believe that we can end up being where we need to be. But all we have to do is just focus on us, focus on our assignments, focus on executing the game plan so we can, you know, accumulate those dubs. Well, look here. How how did y'all win a ball game when you when you're starting quarterback only needed to throw for 87 yards? (laughs) You know, we played. we, We didn't allow those guys to score. You know, I think yeah. they had four trips in the red zone. Uh, yes, sir. One for three, I believe. I mean, well, one for four, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The last play was a touchdown. Um, but other than that, creating, you know, a block, a field goal, creating two turnovers in the red zone, getting a, a, a turnover on downs. Yep. So defense played lights out, you know. So, you know, the offense, you know, didn't need to have that, you know, those explosive numbers that they've been having um, throughout the year. But – you know, they did end up doing what they needed to do to, you know, sustain drives, to get first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, ultimately, you know, put points on the board. <clears throat> yeah, your defense was, man, was balling. And this is the defense that I thought I would see throughout the majority of the year. But because of injuries and other issues, you guys wasn't really able to have all your key contributors in in the lineup more than none. But now seeing everybody getting healthy at the most important time, now you're starting to play the type of Viking defense that we all thought you guys will play. And yeah. for you, you had a bit of a quiet game. Didn't really see too much action until late in the fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, they they came on your side a little bit. Some highly contested passes. But when you got in the red zone, you buckled down a little bit. You buckled down a lot. And take us through those sequence of plays in the red zone. When you came up with – would you had a third down stop? You had a third down stop yeah. and a – yeah. Was it was it a second or a third? What was it? You had back to back, I think. It was third and four. If I'm not third mistaken. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. One was in the ball. 
and both was in the end zone. One was on Jimmy Graham, one was on the other tight end. Take, the, uh, take us through those plays. Uh, you know, going into the – I can't remember the, how much time was on the clock. Mm-hmm. They had no timeouts, matter of fact. Yeah, they the had no timeouts. I know it was late, probably like four minutes in the left in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're playing soft coverage, want to lead, keep everything in front of us, you know, not let them get out of bounds, you know, uh, and obviously when we get to the red zone, make it hard on them, and that's what we did, you know. Yeah. Uh, made those uh, those windows dirty for the quarterback, flushed them out of the pocket a couple of times um, to, to, you know, to, uh, to force him uh, to throw um, uh, ill-advised throws, um, you know, rolling out, you know, that's that's tough for quarterback. So yeah. making uh, making his job a lot harder. So, um, you know, and that's something that we that we wanted to improve on. That's something that was a point of emphasis for us all week. You know, be great in the red zone. Be good in the red zone. You know, okay. don't let these guys score in the red zone. Defend every blade of the grass. That was literally a point of emphasis. And for the most part, I kid you not, that was that we we ran more red zone reps than we ever had. You know, all season, and, uh-huh. it, and it paid off. Paid you know, off, yes, sir. You know, with the uh, with the results that we got um, Monday night. Yeah, well, y'all need to continue to, to add that to the repertoire when it comes to repetition and getting the things together. Uh, one of your key contributors, Eric Kendricks, got tossed out of the ball and got ejected like a college player. Questionable play, you know, uh, Justin Fields decided to slide. Eric kind of committed. Uh, did you think that was deserving of getting tossed? And no. was the officiating a little out of hand Monday night? I don't want to talk about the officiating crew, okay. but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was, uh, I thought that definitely was uh, out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I they can tell you this much. In that game, right? They had uh, Justin Fields when he took the knee. I thought, from my assumption, like I've never seen a play happen like that before, where a quarterback takes a snap, he's actually he's about to throw the ball, then he takes a knee. Yeah, but the whistle was blown, so the guy was like, "All right, ain't no whistle blown. I still got to tackle him." Yeah, you know, so all he did was, and he didn't, you know, slam him on the ground. He just picked him up. Oh, I know the play you're talking about. It was a person, yeah, the personal fire. When the ref get upset with us, it's like, come down. Like, why we need to come? We're trying to explain to you that the whistle wasn't blown. That's yeah. top Warner. You played till the whistle was blown, it, especially against that type was, of athlete. Right, and they started looking at themselves like, oh, the whistle wasn't blown, but. It's over now, dog. And play. Yeah, 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 it's over. Be careful what you say, Pat. They still touch the pockets if you can. If they look at the case, so. Hold yeah, on. I, I, I don't think I don't know offended anyone. Yeah. <laughs> in the wrong way, but. Um. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was some questionable calls, and 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 the Bears they just were just having all kind of mental laps. Oh uh, man. Yeah, they, I don't know what they were going. Well, going man, to the fight, man. Yeah, they wanted to fight. It's personal. I didn't realize. That those two organizations really don't like each other like that. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's I, yeah, some bad blood. Yeah, listen, I got a taste of it last night, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's some it's some it's some bad blood. It. And the next time y'all see them, y'all get them right man. back there at, the, at the crib. So yeah, they man, gotta come. They gotta come. All about man, division, division play. Yes, that's what it's all about. Man. If it ain't yes, no sir. bad blood, ain't no divisional game. No question. All divisional games should have bad blood. No doubt just about keep it. Keep it real. That's, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you 110. percent And other news coming from Minnesota. Bashad Breeland got cut over the weekend. Uh, Tom Pelissaro reported the Vikings waived starting quarterback Bashad Breeland after he got into a verbal altercation at practice with coaches, took off his cleats, got into it with multiple teammates who were trying to calm the situation down. Uh, what, what is your perspective on what happened to your former starting quarter, corner opposite of you and Breeland? Um, you know, obviously, unfortunate news that, you know, Breeland got cut. 
um, you know, from the squad. You know, obviously, you know, he was one of us, you know, one yep. of the brothers, especially as a DB. You know how deep, how the DB group is, how the DB mm-hmm. room is, you know, one of the, the tightest groups um, on the team. So it was definitely uh, sad to see him go. Um, you know, don't want to get into the details or, yep. um, you know, what happened. You want to keep that, you know, internal. All those reports out there, you know, some of them are laughable, but um, <laughs> so basically, some some of them are not real, right? So for the yeah. most part, you know, want to keep all that stuff internal, but you know, it's something that upstairs felt like that that uh, that's something that need that needed to happen. You know, that's mm-hmm. a decision obviously out of the players' hands. You know, and all the players can do, you know, all we can do right now is just prepare with the guys that we have. And I think it's yeah. a great opportunity for Cam um, to get in there to to finally have four quarters of play. To really show, uh, really show what uh, what he got to, um, what he got to offer, you yeah. know, still a young player, still got a lot to prove. I feel like he's more than ready for it now that he don't have to look over his shoulder, you know, on a snap count, you know. So I mm-hmm. think that can go in a, uh, into confidence building for him as well. So I'm excited to see how he responds to this. Uh, and 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 he responded well. He played. Yeah, he, he played, played well. some good. He played good football yeah. played Monday real. night. Caused a fumble. He was active. Um, and, and one it, thing. One thing I, I want people to understand as a corner, people will catch passes on you. It, it's going to happen. Right. But it's about competing and being yeah. right where you need to be when they catch yeah. the pass. Like also, every time. Go this ahead, is Pat thing people. With fans too, like or people in general, like when a when a corner plan off and give up a stop or a comeback, what is our responsibility, Matt? Not to give up what? Yeah, if I found, if, if if that's the weakness of the defense. Like exactly. if I'm playing, okay, if I'm playing, yeah, catch, make the tackle, tackle the catch. Yeah, don't don't keep, don't let nothing get behind you. Exactly, and if, and if they keep call, if they keep throwing that all game, I will change the call. I yeah. put you in the position. That's what we used to say in Pittsburgh. Understand yeah. this, right? Most offensive coordinators they don't want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. If you're playing off technique, they can probably hit, they can hit you, hit you with stop routes all the way down the length of the oh, football yeah. field, right? And convert them, but they don't want that. How many times when you guys watch football? Any given Saturday or Sunday, right? The first play, they run the ball for six yards. It's second and four. Nine times out of ten, you should yeah. run the ball again. What they going to yeah. do? They're going to throw it. <laughs> they going to throw it. They want a shot. <laughs> Offense, they don't want to do it. That they like, listen, no. if, if that's the – and you know this, Pat. You're a veteran. If you're playing off technique, unless you get a great three-step read, you mm-hmm. probably won't make a significant play on a on the ball unless it's a badly thrown ball or the, can, right. uh, or the rhythm it, might not be there. Zone, so pressure's coming. The court, yeah, like, the yeah, but if they catch that hitch on you and you tackle the ball, that's a good, honest football play. Hey, what that ref doing? Yeah, clock, okay, <laughs> now it's second to five, second to six. But they don't want to do that that way. They nah. don't. If you keep everything in front of you, you will be successful more times than none. And that's what some people don't like. What are you doing? Man, listen, sometimes... There's nothing wrong with being involved in a good, honest football play. It's a good offensive play, executed well, good play defensively, tackle the catch. Mm-hmm. And, and watching Dantzler, man, he played good football. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Good coaches understand, listen, ah, you're not going to have a 1,000 PBUs in one ball game. Right. It, it might, your job is to be right 51% of the times. Mm-hmm. Yep. 51%. If you write 51%, they write 50. That means you are better you than want. them. Right. <laughs> you want. You won. Compete. It's the same thing in gambling. I just want to win 51% of my opportunities. Mm-hmm. If I do that, I'm always in the positive. No doubt about it. 
It's the same thing. Cam play good football, man. All I need from Cam when offseason, I just need Cam to get in the weight room, get his buys and tries right. That's it. I just need him to get in the weight room, get his buys and tries right. He played a cool way. Huh? You know his nickname, huh? What is it? Needle. <laughs> That's fitting. That's fitting. We need to change that nickname, Cam, from Needle to Thermostat. You know, a Thermostat is a little, uh, got more width. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get Cam on. Uh, we're gonna get Cam on uh, before the season over here for sure. Man, yeah, change it from needle to thermostat. Thermostat got a little more width than a needle. Yeah, we go. Yeah, he just gotta get his buys and tries right, Pat. Pat, people, get them get together. Tries, baby. Get his buys and tries right, man, so his uniform can fit him a little more, a little more tight, a little tight. <laughs> but he played fo- two seven play football. I like what I'm seeing out there. Now it needs to carry over. Yeah. Needs to carry over because you he the guy now. Ain't oh, yeah. no more subs subbing in and out. No, yeah. you the guy. And they gonna start I game told for the game. I said, yeah. "Hey, you playing all game now? So get you in your pool and let's be ready to roll." <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he did his thing. And now let's see, will it continue? And it will continue because will. this is what the mode y'all are in. It is playoff time right now. Ain't no time to be playing around. Every mm-hmm. game is a game seven. Rams preview. That's the next opponent. The Los Angeles Rams coming to Minnesota. Big time ball game. Both teams have a lot at stake. Both teams in the NFC. Who knows how this could – this pitcher this weekend could factor into the playoff pitcher in a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup, man, you've seen Cooper Cup for some years playing out there in AZ, prolific route runner. He's a football player that happens to play wide receiver. Uh, yeah. But now he, he's elevated his game to a whole other level this season. Uh, how do you attack a guy like Cooper Cup when you're covering him, Pat? And they move him around so much. They move him everywhere. You pray. Yeah. <laughs> you literally play, pray because – he can find the holes in in, in, in the zones. Mm-hmm. He can – they use him so well on the motions and stacks to where you really can't get hands on him to where he's going to manipulate the leverages of, yep. the, of, of the defender. So it's just basically option routes galore with him when he's in that in – that Now, route. Pat P, break us down. Option route. I understand people say, well, it's an option, but t- take us through how difficult option routes can be when you're covering a guy who has options. Yeah, so I mean, if you're in, if you're a man to man and he's in the cut split on a stack, you know, you pretty much want to kind of take away the outside release. So if the if the if the receiver sees that, he's going to try to you know attack your outside release as hard as he can to get back inside because he knows that you're trying to take away his outside. So the receiver basically has an option to go off the DB's leverage, and you know, then that's what Cooper Duck does very very well. I mean, one of the best. At it, you know, what I mean, far as when it comes down to, you know, the option routes, the pivot routes, um, the the unders, the overs, he just find, mm-hmm. he, he does a great job of finding the holes and getting open. So, um, you know, it's not a surprise that you know he's one of the. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if he's still number one in the league far as uh, yardage, but it's not surprised to see him, you know, as a top tier receiver in this league for sure. Yeah, and, and he's been balling, uh, you know. Matthew Stafford has been balling. Mm-hmm. Um, Jefferson, Jefferson has been balling, and well, now yeah. o- OBJ. Yeah. OBJ, what what is what? How has it been seeing a re- rejuvenated OBJ out in LA? So think so heading into Tuesday's night's matchup mm-hmm. against um, Seattle. Seattle. OBJ OBJ has 15 catches for 204 yards and three touchdowns with the Rams. Yeah. OBJ week three versus Minnesota didn't do too much. Seven targets, two catches, 27 yards. Now we're starting to see a different OBJ. We're starting to see the OBJ that we all we all have grown accustomed to seeing. 
Right. Right. And he's elevated this offense as well, especially with no Robert Woods. But man, man, you that's your homeboy, you know, college alum. Man, how 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 does it feel seeing him back to himself like out in LA? You just need an opportunity, you know, opportunity, clear mind, a good situation for him. You know, I don't know how true it is as far as with the turmoil between him and his quarterback, but it's tough to play good football when you and your quarterback can't get along. You're talking about when in Cleveland. Yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know that can be, you know, tough on a receiver and tough on him knowing what he can produce and what he can provide for the team. Yeah. You know, so now being in a position, you know, having this opportunity to come uh, present itself for him, go out in L.A., La La Land, and play with Matthew Stafford, who I always thought was a top-tier quarterback in this league, um, just happened to play for Detroit Lions. Um, And, you know, now he he, he just seems – he just seems happy, seems healthy, seems into the game. You know, he seems more involved. And it's good to see him, um, you know, back in his happy place, you know, on, yeah. the, on the gridiron, you know, you know, doing it. You know, we all miss the the Odell celebrations, you know. No I, question. I, I don't want to see him when we play him, but no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. always something that's creative, something that's unique, you know. So uh, fans miss that. And, and to, to see him getting back into rare form, um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, Pat, I didn't know this. You, you've never beaten Sean McVay before? Mm-mm. Oh, first time for everything. What makes yeah. him such a good coach? And what are the biggest keys in getting it done for the first time this weekend? Not just for you as an individual, but of course, team. But you know, having having a a a a career in that division, never beating him, uh, this is a big one for you as well. So, what y'all what y'all got to do to get it done? Oh man, we we got we we definitely have to protect those guys on uh, up front on the, on their defensive front. Um, we know they got guys that can get after the quarterback on both edges, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Donald speaks for himself. Um, so that's going to be a big task for the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, we know Jalen lines up everywhere. So it's going to be a great matchup between him and um, Justin. Yep. Um, Ooh, you know, yes, sir. Remember, uh, we highlighted yeah. that matchup during yep. training camp. Yeah. So that's going to be a great matchup. Hopefully we yeah. can get uh, Adam back this week. Um, you know, so, um, I, you know, defense, you know, as far as our offense facing their defense, I believe, you know, slowing down, uh, not letting their front four get involved in the game. As hard mm-hmm. as as hard as that may sound and is, you know, that's just something that we're gonna have to do if we wanna win this ball game. You know what I mean? And, you know, if it's gonna come down to the nitty gritty, we cannot let those guys be active um around Kurt. Um and on offense, uh, their offense versus our defense, you know, we can't give up any big big plays. We know they, yeah. they thrive off that. Um and we can't, we can't, we can't let uh, uh, Matthew get going. You know, mm-hmm. we, we know he once he gets in the groove, we know he can make all the throws. But once yeah. he gets hot, you know, it's a, it's it's like some Aaron Aaron Rodgers type no type as far as the throws that he can make. Uh, you know, uh, you know, just just in those moments, it, it, it showed up in the uh, the Arizona game when they played. Uh, was that Monday night or Sunday night? I can't remember. That what. was Thursday night. Last Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, just that was just a prime example of, you know, once everything's get get rolling for him, you know, it's pretty much lights out. So um, our hands are full on both sides of the ball, you know, and, you know, so we have to we got to play a great complimentary football this week. You know, it's a very, very important game, not only because it's the next one, but, you know, far as if we want to go where we want to go, you know, playoff implications, you know, we have to win this game. Yeah. 
right? It's prediction time. For you guys that have been following the show, you know, over the last few weeks, I've been doing a great job in, in, in picking against the Vikings. And I think you guys are 4-1 when I pick against you. Hmm. Yeah, 4-1, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to go ahead and keep that trend going. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams. This score would be 26-24 in favor of the Rams. That's my score prediction. And like I said, if you haven't been following the show, I usually pick the Vikings, but I stopped doing it. And they started winning. So fans say, hey, B Mac, don't pick the Vikings ever again. Don't pick them no more. I'm picking the Rams to win 26-24. Let's see how close I can get. And other news coming from Minnesota. Pro Bowl reaction, Pro Bowl snubs. Pro Bowl is out. Uh, the three individuals from the Vikings that have made the Pro Bowl, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Harrison Smith selected. Uh, Pat P., three outstanding players, man, who did a great job throughout the entire season for the Vikings, man. Thoughts on these players making the making uh, the Pro Bowl? Were you surprised? Uh, are there any notable snubs that you feel like should have been on this uh, Pro Bowl roster as well? Um. You got Cook, you got Jefferson, and Hitman. Yeah. I thought that was uh, those guys definitely was uh, deserving of making it. Um, I thought EK should have made the team. Oh, so, yes. Big snub, Eric Kendricks. Yes. Yeah, he's been, he's been playing some un- unbelievable football. And I don't think I've seen too many linebackers have the interceptions that he has. So, <laughs> um, yeah. a special talent. A special talent. You know, he, he knows what, you know, what he brings to the table, what he provides to this team. And um, I know he wanted to make a Pro Bowl this year. So hopefully we can get in the playoff and get a bigger ring. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Most importantly now, just it's good to have everybody healthy. Yep. Good to have everybody healthy, man. So uh, we're going to see exactly how this plays out and what type of motivation this will provide for EK because I might be with you based on yep. what he was able to do, to do the entire season. Surprised to see Eric Kendricks not on the Pro Bowl roster. But shout out to Cook. Jefferson, Harrison Smith, all three former guests on our show uh, being able to make it to the Pro Bowl. And they all need a Pro Bowl like, hey, all of y'all need a Pro Bowl like performance this Saturday, this Sunday to keep your playoff hopes alive. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some notable news from the NFL and we'll be answering your questions. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now it's time to tap in around the league to see exactly what has been going on throughout the NFL. You guys understand paying attention to your TV, paying attention to your newspapers. Uh, COVID-19 is still impacting the NFL. We saw some postponements of ball games, rescheduled, rescheduling of ball games, uh, updated COVID protocols. Uh, has Pat P, has your day-to-day life shifted over the past week based on some of the new news that they're doing when it comes to the protocols uh, with COVID? Nope. I did none of that stuff anyway. 
Yeah. I literally go to the facility, take my babies to school. And that's it. Yeah. And also the new protocols include vaccinated players screen more strictly, but tested less frequently. Unvaccinated players remain subject to daily testing. Mm -hmm. uh, games that were postponed, is it fair for players to move? Uh, is it fair to the players that they move these ball games or you think it's in their best interest? We saw the Raiders and the Browns move to yeah. Monday. Washington, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles moved to Tuesday. Uh, Eagles were probably the most outspoken team. They felt some type of way that the game was moved to Tuesday. They wanted to play. Uh, Darius Slay, friend of the show, we had him on a few weeks ago. If you, didn't, if you missed that episode, it's clearly in our feed. He replied to a fan, dude, I just want the league to do right by us as players. Do you know how hard it is to play Tuesday? Then turn around and play Sunday. We all as players want to be healthy, and at the end of the day, um, this game going to be here long after I'm done. I'm just trying to enjoy life after. Uh, safety, Eagle safety, Rodney McLeod said, so we have to suffer and compromise our schedule because another team, another team make mistakes. Make it make sense, shaking my head. So basically they feel like it's unfair to them because they've done anything they were supposed to do. Unfortunately, they had an outbreak with Washington and they had to play on Tuesday and then turn right back around and play on Sunday. Yeah, so Washington had the outbreak. Uh, yeah, I think they had the most players that were on the COVID list, like so, all the quarterbacks, line, D line. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not real familiar with the with the previous rule, but I remember them saying that they was going to cancel. Uh, no games were going to be rescheduled, right? Yeah, yeah. Due to so if so, say for instance, Washington wasn't able to play, and they forfeit the game because they said forfeit was going to be. Yeah, that's what they said. But think so, about it. That's a divisional matchup. So, yeah, so, that's yeah. That's why they shouldn't even say that at the get gate. No, no games ain't going to be rescheduled. Like, y'all know y'all ain't trying to miss out on no money on no, on no national tele, uh, on no, no TV money. Come on, man. Yeah. No, y'all exactly. shouldn't even came out and be like, oh, ain't no games going to. What they tried to do was scare players to get that thing on, uh, to get um, vaccinated. Mm hmm. It didn't work. Work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did say it was gonna be no postponement of the games. Teams would have to forfeit. Yeah, that's what they want. So in this situation, if that stayed, if that stayed true, Washington so, yeah, would have had to forfeit. Washington would have had would have to forfeit. Okay. Yeah, and the Eagles got a free victory and yeah. route for a playoff spot. Right. <laughs> Eagles, you know they were like, man, listen, based on the rules. When they said that crap. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. I forgot mm -hmm. about that. Let's see exactly any uh, where they remix the rules anymore going forward. But yeah, clearly, man, you got to be careful best as possible because we know uh, this current situation we're all in. And other news, Urban Meyer fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's right. <laughs> just a matter of time, right? I guess no one's really surprised about that. Just a matter Not of time. Man, why, why, why don't you think it, it, why it didn't work in Jacksonville with Eric, uh, Urban Meyer? What do you think? I don't know, man. But <laughs> they said they said he kicked. Now Josh Lambeau claimed that Brian kicked him during warmups. Man, I hope that I hope he ain't allowed that man to kick him, man. That was ain't Josh. Come on, Josh. You allowed yeah, that man to on, kick man. you. Come on. Intentionally, he kicked Listen. you, and now you speaking out on it. I'm going to man. jail, bro. Like I'm going to jail if that man had put his foot on me. You, another a man putting the foot on his on another man. Come Listen. on, man. Man, I would. I can't even say what I what I what yeah. I want to say what I would have done to him. Man. So check out the timeline of other bad stuff. He allegedly kicked Josh Lambeau. They were two and eleven. 
He ca called out coaches, said they were losers. He had the bar incident. <laughs> uh, you they call them high. Yeah, he called the coaches. Yeah, man, Chris, that's, that's a bad dude. I have some man. Some go ahead. Go uh, ahead with Chris, Chris Doyle, strength coach, that debacle, mishandling of Trevor Lawrence. He benched James Robinson, that best running back. Then he signed Tim Tebow. Yeah, I'm telling that dude, bro. When I went through recruiting processes with Urban Meyer, bro, I didn't like him from the get go. I just always he just felt like a snake, man. He just felt mm. like. It just felt like he was always trying to look out for his best interest. You know, just it was just all about drink. And um, there's some things happened, bro. I want to talk. I, I want to bring up, but this happened what 12 years ago, so I'm not gonna bring it up now. But why not? I mean, you got free range too. Uh, it's, it, I don't want to bring it you up. You in high school? I was, but I don't want to bring it up now. But okay. Urban knew what he did. <laughs> he knew exactly what oh. he did. So, uh, so it kind of that that hindered you even strongly considering Florida. No doubt about it. So Florida had a chance to land Pat P, but something happened between the head coach that made just, Pat P look otherwise. I ain't like the people, bro. And it, and it showed. And all this stuff is coming out. I was like, man, I'm so happy I did not go there. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, let's see what's I next. Bro, I, was Urban 17, like, I was 17 and saw right through. Yeah. You saw something <laughs> a lot of people didn't see. Well, unfortunately, they're looking for another head coach. Second year straight looking for hey, him. Man, poor, they need to go get more Brian Leftwich, man. That's what they need. They left. They need to go get Brian Leftwich. He's been in yeah. the building. He know the. He, he, he. I think. How many times Brian took them to the playoffs? I'm Once. not sure, but you know he was a first round selection in 2003. Yeah, uh, he, he had real good years there. Yeah, I think he took it to the playoffs once, if I'm not mistaken. And I think B left do a great job with the young quarterback no Trevor Lawrence. I think, uh, so. I think I, yeah, exactly. With him being a quarterback. You know, doing what he did with uh, Tampa with his first year being uh, a second year being an OC. Yeah, uh, not not that Brady need any development anyway. But no just seeing how he was able to you know communicate with with Brady, how he was able to really have his handprint on the game plan. You know, yeah, him so much about you know, you know, Brady wants to do this, Brady wants to do that, or pay all the great ones. You know, they want to mm -hmm. do this, do that. But you know, Brady give Byron all the all the credit in the world. You know no what I mean? If, if, if Byron names ever come up, you know, if, uh, in, in in an interview with Tom, so yeah, I think he'll be a great candidate um, for that job. Man. Yeah, little little feet be left is what we used to call him in Pittsburgh. You know, Byron left once you wear like a size seven. Yeah, man, a size eight. How you, <laughs> how you six five and you wear like an eight? <laughs> we say uh, we call him. Uh, uh, he got the cabbage patched feet. You remember the cabbage patch dolls? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> little feet be left man but be left is doing a great job man so i'm right there with you in other news a week ago it was national signing day the early signing day period national news came out friend of the show we had travis hunter on our show during the summertime flips from florida state to jackson state surprised everyone uh they said a lot of ni potential nil deals was involved in that flipping we don't know uh, but how is NIL changing college football, Pat P? You know, I really don't, you know, pay attention to, you know, the the NIL, to what college guys are signing for. Um, so I don't really know the, well, the... Put it like this. Put it like this. Let me let me give you an example of some of the things that were circulating last week. Okay. So Auburn was getting ready to lose Tank Bigsby, who was their running back. Pretty good running back. He's going to transfer. Uh -huh. allegedly this the word is Auburn told tank you know if you come back we'll give you up to three hundred thousand in nil like deals basically fifteen thousand dollars a month 
right? right? Mm-hmm. So do you think Tank still transferred? Mm. Meaning if he came back to Auburn, he get up to 300K and NIL deals. Do you think he left still? Nah. No, he ain't leaving. <laughs> what? You telling me I can get what? Yeah, right? nah, nah, so, nah. so you got other deals. You know, guys were getting 50000 here for signings, potential uh, dealer trucks and dealer cars. And a lot of kids are basically, basically the, making their decision on what they can get instead mm-hmm. of making the decision on the best situation for you academically and athletically to be able to, you know, get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's what people are saying were tied in with the whole Travis Hunter situation. Now, we don't know the ins and outs, but that was the rumor. That was the speculation. But, yeah, that, that when it comes to the recruiting now, Pat P, especially if you're a five-star, you know, a lot of kids, ain't, they, they're not going. You went, I went to Florida State because I wanted to go to Florida State, right? right? But now in other situations, you might go to a university based on what they can provide for you. Right. You know, and now some kids are going to situations based on what they can provide, not because that's where I really want to go. Mm. And I mean, to answer your question, yeah, NIL is definitely changing the game then. Oh, no question. (laughs) No question. No question. What does it mean? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to ask you, what does it mean for HBCU to be able to land a five-star prospect, basically the best player in, in high school to be able to go to HBCU school? I think that's big. I think what HBCUs are starting to do a great job too are getting real credible head coaches mm-hmm. in, the HBCU, in the HBCU circuit. Um, I just saw Hugh Jackson just got hired at uh, Grambling. Grambling. Yep. Uh, Eddie George is at Memphis. Uh, Tennessee. No, yeah, Eddie Tennessee. George is at Tennessee State, I think. Tennessee State. And you got Dion. And, you know, so they trying to, they trying to, put their program in the best position possible so kids are making it more appealing for kids to come mm-hmm. to their school. Like having guys that play on the highest level at a high level or yeah. guys that coach, coach in the on the high level at a high level as well that's been a head coach on a high level because these kids are trying to get to that level. So yeah. why not try to bring in these coaches, these influencers to, to, to guide these kids in the right way and, you know, the things that the, uh, the the lessons and the values that Dion is giving these kids, these power five, you know, head coaches can't do that. They can't provide that. They can't provide real life situations. They can't provide mm-hmm. real game situations because some of them never even played before. And you yep. get some of the, you know, the best, you know, techniques, the best, you know, knowledge that you can ever, ever get from a guy that actually put the helmet on and played just like you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely shocking. And at the end of the day, you know, I just want I want the players to go where they want to go, where they can do get the best out of their situation. Yeah. I know this much. A lot of people mad at, at Dion in Florida State because I was actually there during signing day. Ooh, they mad at prime time. They mad at prime. You're a competitor they, now. You're a coach. They, they mad at prime. Yeah, they mad at prime. Uh, but Florida State should be okay. Hey, Pat, you know how people, you know how people, fans are, how the situation is, man. You just, you know how it is. That's just how it goes sometimes. The cookie, the cookie. You feel it just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And now it's time to move on. And, so, and hopefully, so that's a good on. question, though. That's a good question because you saw that they say the Power Five schools were giving, you know, Dion crap about, you know, grief about, you know, Oh, how much you paid for him? We gave him yeah. money, this, that, and the other. And Dion came out and said they didn't. They don't have no money. They didn't give him anything. Right. 
it became a homecoming. And so that you know, everybody thinks you know. Like I know, I know you said obviously don't go. You know, where you don't feel the best situation fits for you. Yeah. But at the same time, it's some great, it's some great talent that came out of some HBCU, some Hall of Famers too. No question. No mm-hmm. question. And hopefully, T Hunter can be the next great one. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's gonna be watching them. You know what I mean? So we're gonna see. You know, that's gonna be big. Man. That's gonna be big for HBCU, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them, for them, man. To, to be able to get them on TV more because there's so much great talent in the yeah. HBCU. Pat um, P. In college football. What up? Do you think? Dion will stay at Jackson State, or do you think he's trying to get another opportunity to go to a bigger university? Honestly, I think yeah. he's gonna stay. You do? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Bro. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I think if a if a if a if a, a big blue blood come knocking on his door, mm-hmm. heck, I, I wouldn't have been I, I think he I, I think he wanted to try to get that maybe that TCU job. That that open when Gary Patterson got fired during the season towards the end of the season, um, or the or the SMU job that's right in Dallas. SMU will be big for him, but I think now that he got his boys at Jackson, oh, he'll he, bring them with him. You think he gonna leave them? Nah, I, I, I don't think he's gonna leave right now. I think he'll let them finish up there because the, here's the here's the reason why. Oh, what you got? Because all the all of the praising and all of the hard work that he's put in to get. You know, Jackson State, where they are, yeah. he still feel like it's so much to be done. Like he talked about, he talked about it last week. As far as the way they travel, he said they wanted, to, he want, they wanted to have them boys ride a bus ride all the way to to Atlanta. He said we ain't ride no bus ride, we get on the plane. Yeah, we get on the plane. So I, I feel like he's not done in his, and I, and I've been around Dion a, 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 a long time to to kind of kind of speak for him on this, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he sees something that, you know, his vision did not come in fruition all the way through, that means the job is not complete. Yeah. So that's why I don't see him leaving no time soon. I, I feel I feel, I feel, feel like Dion want to build something like Nick Saban at Alabama, win championship after championship mm-hmm. for years and years and years to come and be that household name. Coach Brown, yeah. you know what I mean? He's already, he already making that known. And what better place – then on an HBCU, mm-hmm. then to do it on a Power Five. Like I feel like he would get way more love, way more support at an HBCU than if he went anywhere else. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because if he keeps winning, keeps recruiting like he's doing, you better believe. Oh, they're gonna, gonna come, come call. They definitely they gonna, gonna come knock. Yeah, yeah I ain't gonna, gonna speak on that. But okay, yeah, they you know they're gonna, you know they're gonna come calling. Yeah, they gonna come calling for yeah. sure. So let's see in due time, but shout out to Travis Hunter for the show, uh, making big time national news, going to HBCU Jackson State. Go out and ball out, young fella. Go out. Yeah. I think he, I think he should play wide receiver. I, I saw some of the clips. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I understand he's the number one rated DB, but boy, he really, really special when he got the yeah. ball in his hand. So yeah. we'll see. Now it's time to give out some awards. All Things Covered Awards. We're dishing out two weekly awards for those that live up to our show name and have all things covered. Defensively, Lord have mercy. The Saints, they should play against Tampa every week. They'll be undefeated. The Saints defense, shutting out Tom Brady. Man, first time Tom Brady has been shut out. Pat P, the first time, that's the first time Tom Brady has been shut out at home. Yeah. And in 181 career home starts, regular season and post postseason. 
It's the third time in his career Brady has been shut out and the first time since 2006 against the Miami Dolphins. Man, the Saints had an unbelievable day. Taysom Hill didn't have to do nothing. Listen, them boys up front for the uh, St. Louis, uh, for the for the Saints. New Orleans, yes, sir. <laughs> hey, this has been, this, I think this is the most I've seen Tom Brady get beat up since the first time they played the Giants in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Bro, every time he dropped back, somebody was touching his shoulder. Somebody was at his leg. Oh, no question. It was on his behind. And I yes, think that's what, that was a difference maker for him because if you look at the game, they played a, a whole bunch of two man. No question. Number two. Yeah. Robbers. They were just letting the front four guys up front just eat. And that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. They, was they couldn't out. block them. They was yeah. getting out. Man. They had fun. They were picking Tom off. They were making Tom run. They were making Tom fumble. Uh, yep. They harassed Tom Brady, boy. And, and shout out to the Saints defensively. Offensively, it's, we don't know how many times we can give an award to a Detroit Lions, so we're going to take advantage of it right now. <laughs> Jared Goff gets the offensive award. Why? Jared Goff loves to play against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, versus the Cardinals, uh, this past Sunday, 216 yards, 21 to 26, completed 80% of his passes for three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He actually outplayed Kyler Murray. His second game this season with with uh, 80 completion percentage, uh, 80 or more completion percentage. Each of the Lions' two wins came when Golf threw three touchdowns. So shout out to Ger- Jared Golf. He improves to eight and one versus the Cardinals as a starter, winning the last eight starts. So those are our two awards: the New Orleans Saints defense and Jared Golf, keeping the Lions relevant. Now it's time to keep you guys updated on what's going on. Swag is always important. All Things Covered merch is now available in the CBS Sports Store. You can get your ATC hats, hoodies, tanks, water bottles, mugs, and much, much more. Just visit store.cbssports.com. The link will also be in the episode description. Get that holiday shopping done now. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.